Know your enemy and know yourself, and you can fight a hundred battles without disaster. Coming at you straight from the Sweat Lodge, it's another episode of Rage Across the Internet, your very favorite werewolf podcast. I'm your host, Porter. To my left, as always, we've got producer Joey. Hey, guys. And Tom, going for the hat trick. What's yeah. up, buddy? Sweating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's detoxing. It's a, it's a hot one today. It's purifying. Hey, whatever way you want to put it. It's somewhat <laughs> hot. Somewhat less than fragrant here in Summer Rain Studios. <laughs> But we are nonetheless fighting the elements, fighting the stenches, fighting the heat to be here for you and deliver, guess what, the, the next chapter in the Dreaded Tribal Series. Dreaded Tribal Series, huh? Well, someone dreads it. Take two. <laughs> mm. Take two. 2.5? Two, yeah, two and a half. Two. This is the first two. It's true. This is the first two. Yeah. <laughs> you see, this is already a disaster. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Um, yeah, today we are doing the Stargazers. But before we get into that, just want to give a quick shout out to um, our website. Yes. RageacrossTheInternet.com. Why? Because we hope if we bug you about it enough, you'll, you'll go check it out instead of the opposite, which is probably what's going to happen. <laughs> go check it out, sign up, post a comment in the forum just to shut us up. Maybe it will work. You'll get me talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, you know, join us. Uh, join us in our uh, digital cairn. You know, we got big plans. We've talked about it. We'll talk about it some more. But that's not what we're going to continue with at the moment. Um, I did have something before we started, and um, it's uh, there's an episode I want to do, and I need your guys' help. I've mentioned this, you know, some some time ago. I think very early. I think maybe episode two or three. Okay. And uh, I would love to do an episode on just funny or embarrassing stories that have come up in your games, whether it's you or someone you know. You could say it's someone you know. We don't care. It's fine. Asking for a friend? No. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> shit. I like that as a title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just crazy, you know, fun, funny or embarrassing. And, you know, funny as in more of the embarrassing shit that went wrong, shit that maybe was a disaster. Um, you know, I know I've got a couple in chamber, but I certainly don't have enough stories to fill up an episode. So if you've got them out there... And this is where we tie back into the website, come to the forums and share, send us an email, you know, rage across podcast at Gmail, you know, send a private message in the forum, something. So, um, let us know. Yeah. If it's, it's something you're interested in hearing about, I need your help to fill up some content because I could just make a bunch of shit up, but come on. That's, that's not real. Yeah. No one wants that. So just gotta get that out of the way. Okay. That's going to be such a fun podcast. I hope so. I hope I could be in studio for that one. I've, I've got a couple ridiculous stories you know, from like my early storytelling career. <laughs> so I've, like, I've got a couple in the chamber. Yep, but I don't have enough for a, for a whole episode, so help. But with that out of the way, without further ado, the yes. Stargazers. Yes. You know, um, just the back of the box description mm-hmm. that the Stargazers are the smallest tribe of Garo. Um, it's largely follow a, uh, a creed that tends to fly in the face of what it means to be Garo. Uh, they pursue meditation, philosophy, lucid dreaming, um, ways to master themselves, to master their rage. They're about balance. Um, you know, caught between wolf and human, rage and gnosis, uh, material and the spirit. The stargazers seek uh, the very key to Garo existence, balance. And I 
stole that from W20, so that wasn't <laughs> yeah, dirty that's, thief. That's exactly the back of the box description. It, yes, it is. Layman's terms, they're monks. Not exclusively. Not but, exclusive, but, but in layman's terms, the way you want to look at them is monks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, I'm going to talk about it later, but I think this is maybe the first thing to bring up, is, you know, our primary source on these tribal series is the Revised Tribe Books, because it's the most recent tribe book. And um, there, there's a meta issue here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, you know, in, in Revised, the Stargazer seceded from the Gurnation and joined the Hengiokai, and that's the Beast Course, the Beast Court. Jesus Christ, help. Talking English hard. take two. Wow. That's the Beast Courts, the Shifters of the East. And it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different philosophy. It, it's large and it's complicated and they kind of gloss over it. They give you the Cliff's Notes in in the tribe book. And that's... I mean, look, they, they really doubled down on the Hengiokai stuff for Revised. And, and I... And there is a Hengiokai book. Yes, there is a Hengiokai book. And I'm not saying that the Hengiokai suck or they're stupid or it's not worth looking at. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it's it's decidedly not the Garu Nation. And I and I can't imagine it making a lick of sense to someone unfamiliar with the Hengiokai. Tom's got his hand raised. <coughs> Just a sidebar. I read the revised and I have not read the meta. Mm-hmm. So when I was reading this, I was so confused. It, Thank you. I mean, my point exactly. I, I mean, I highly recommend reading the meta prior to reading this, because I was lost a lot. You know, and, and I hate to say, well, you should read Hengi Okai before you read the Stargazers book so you can understand the stuff that doesn't make sense for the Gyro Nation. You know but what I mean? I mean like, that's, it, a, that's a hard fucking pill to swallow. It is hard, but... It is hard, but if you really, really want to play a Stargazer, that is one route to go. Right. To have a deeper understanding... Uh, of where they end up, but don't end up. It's it's confusing. It's a mess. And that that deals with the the what I call the lost meta of World Revised, which is an episode we are going to do at some point. At some point, because there's that there's all that meta plot that just went away when World Twenty came out. Like my advice would be just to ignore the Hengiokai shit. You know, when it starts talking about Jade Emperors, just skip. Just keep going. Keep going. Until you see words that make sense to you, and you'll be fine. But that's a lot of the book. It's less than you, it's less than you think. I mean, they, they get I think they get through it pretty quickly in the history. You know, it, it's a it's a solid page or two, three. But once you're out of it, you're largely the fuck out of it. And see, I I enjoyed the story of the Jade Emperor and all that, even though it was unusual. Well, yeah, it's, well, I'm not commenting on the quality of the story, but you know, as Tom pointed out, he was confused as hell. Yeah. Especially not reading anything prior to this. This is my first dip into Stargazers, and I'm reading the revised edition, and I was just, right, what's right. going on? You know, Don't get me wrong, I did like the beginning story. It, it, it and, intrigued me. And I'm more familiar with the Hengi Okai, you know? I, so... And so there's your difference. Yeah, a little, little more base knowledge, I guess. Yeah, I'm coming into that flat like a Cubs corner. I'm not. I don't know <laughs> nothing about the Stargazers right now. And so, like, we're we're gonna avoid the Hengiokai stuff because then we have to marry that philosophy in with the rest of the Gyro Nation. And is it how it we want to spend our time? It doesn't really. So if I'm a little too quiet, guys, I'm I'm learning with you. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a pencil. And I he's do. Taking notes. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, as we we spring off that, 
Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are like on the, on the myth, the myths and history of the tribe. So, um, who would like to start? I know I got something, but I'd like to defer the floor if somebody else would prefer to start first. Now, I mean, are you, are you going to start with like the one guy, the the one stargazer, or I mean, where are you going? Well, let's say we're going right into the Imperium on this one. Oh, <clears throat> uh, that that's actually my second stop. Okay. And I mean, it, it's also kind of not. Um, it, it of course it goes to the story, and I, I reference this in the Windigo. Okay. I believe. I know I've referenced this before. Maybe it was the child, Children of Gaia. Um, that, that there was a particular story in the Stargazers that pointed out a level of full of shit that I really appreciated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a story of my boy, uh, Clital, which might be totally wrong. We're doing our best with these names. I apologize. If they put some phonetics in the book, that would help. <laughs> Email us if you know the proper pronunciation and can spell it phonetically. We would appreciate that. Clitel, Clitel. It'll probably never come up again, but hey, we'll appreciate the email. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> but I love this story. You know, I referenced it before. I love this fucking story. You know, I've alluded to it before because, you know, like according to the story, I mean, you guys, you read it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know how, you know, we're, again, we're being led to the Imperium, which the Stargazers do not take credit for ending. Nope. So, that's, so boom. There's that's a two. Tally on two. That's two. Yay. <laughs> And um, you know the one voice uh, in the at this point Travis Garu and Clital, Clital, Clital. Our boy K Money. K Money. K Money. There we go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so are we gonna reference him as that now, just so it's easier? I almost hope not. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know he and of course he, he speaks up against um, against the Persian that killing humans would make things worse. You know we drive him closer to the Weaver. You know solid arguments. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, the other girl, of course, weren't having that. And he sank into depression and left. And this is allegedly why the Stargazers are a part of the other tribe, or apart from the other tribes of the nation. Okay. Right? I mean, we, we all read that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the company line. That, that is, is the, the company, company line. line. And this is the part where I start to totally love it. <laughs> because there's the deviation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's bullshit. <laughs> that what really happens I did enjoy what really happens <laughs> right what really happens is you know hey he's there he's doing a spiel and, and what happens huh he gets hit with a rock he gets hit with a rock not, not I mean it's a good sized rock yeah he got <laughs> clocked in the back of the head mm-hmm. and what did he see when he turned around Joey a human a pack of humans basically yeah oh, fucking humans mm-hmm. fucking apes Yep. And so, of course, he, he was the one that calmed the crowd and uh, led them to peace, right? That's what happened. Sure. No. No, no <laughs> not at all. No. 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 He frenzied, and he lost his goddamn mind, and he ripped him limb from limb. Yeah, he led the fucking charge. Yes, he did. <laughs> he took the first hit, and guess what? He murdered all of them. Bathed in blood. Right? Trying to get the girl to stop culling all in a soapbox, and boom. Rock in the back of the head, and uh, you know, hey, he, he lost his shit. No, I, no, no more balance for that guy. Right, that's it's the thing I, I love about it. You know, is I mean, it, it's presented in the book is is like, oh, well, you know, I had this uh, dream about it. You know, I can't prove it, but this is this is what I've seen, and but it rings so true, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, the stargazers' quest for balance. You know, they they strive to bury their anger, and it's stemming from that story. You know. Um, you know, stargazers, they, they, they have a problem with that alternate take on the story. 
Well, they really? get mad when they yeah. have that alternate tape. Really? Which, which you wouldn't... I don't believe... It kind of proves the point, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. They have, they have a problem with an alternate take that paints them as... Just like regular, everyone else. Yeah. Regular, normal... Yeah, I mean, and there's a quote right from that book that I absolutely, absolutely quote, if I may. Go ahead. Yes, please. And I go, how's that for balance? Does enlightenment usually come at the end of a ripping claw? Here, a most vulnerable elder preaches a message of tolerance, and has his, it has to take a five-minute break to slaughter some innocents. <laughs> doesn't exactly do much to help his case. <laughs> I love that quote. Oh, it's such a good oh. quote. <laughs> you know, and it, like, it sounds like I'm, I'm down on them. You know, like, I love them. I, I love that story because they're full of shit, but... I do, it makes it more relatable. Right. You know? Like, I, I like them more because of that story. Yeah. No, and it just bothers me because balance isn't pushing your rage down and, and staunching it completely. No, they, they absolutely had that backwards. You know? They, I mean, we're, we're nine foot, ten foot tall rage monsters. You're not going to be able to quelch that. The best you can do is control it. Use it when you need to. Yeah. That's when you, you know, you're fighting the worm. It, it's a tool. It's not something to shun. Right. You know, and I mean, there was a, a story through the book that came out around the war, war of rage mm-hmm. with that, that very same message. You know, um, you know I, I understand moderation and restraint, but I also understand that when the world calls me to battle, I will be there. Yeah. You know, they need to find a balance in their balance because they've taken it way the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Well, and in. Or they did. It was, a, it was a war of rage when they just backed out and said, nope, not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't involve themselves in. It, it was complete inaction, and they said that that was balance. Exactly. That's, that's not what balance is. No, <laughs> no. No, that's tipping the scales in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your scales are, are way off balance. And, like, even if it's the right direction, the fact that they've put all the weight on that particular scale... There's no balance. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, then they lose their shit, they snap, and they turn into a frenzy monster, and it, and then that's shameful. And it's like, um, hey guys? Well, the opposite side of always having control over your rage is losing control over your rage. That would be really... Look, it's your guys' mantra. Hey, I'm just saying it's not balanced. Like it's no, and that's kind of my point, you know. Or at that point, they're ashamed of that level of balance. And right, that's the way I'm going. getting at it. It's yeah, the way I'm taking it in. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, after the um, and I mean, we're jumping around through history, right? And you know, of course, the years are always fucking murky because that's how these books roll. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> You're what? <laughs> You know, then, you know, they, they did their kind of vanishing act again or whatever, and then they came back with their, their um, the accords of the Tribe of Stars. Their, their sort of way of making amends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, the, the Heavenly Accord of the Ignorant Man, where they infiltrated humanity and taught them to govern themselves, and which maybe was not a great idea, I'm saying. If we look how society progressed, maybe... But they can't know the future. No, they can't, but... They tried to with the stars. But but they were trying to do a good thing. No, they, they absolutely were trying to do a good thing. Educate and elevate man. Right. It just didn't work out too well, is all I'm saying. Yeah, well... Like, oops. Uh, oops. <laughs> oops. I, I do see it from their point of view, though. Oh, no. Definitely. 
instead yeah. of, instead of them all <clears throat> demolishing nature and teach them to appreciate it. Exactly. It, it just again didn't it, it work didn't. out so well. Right. Well, and so your I, heart's yeah. in the right place. Just, yep. Yep. You know, you brought a nice bottle of wine to dinner. You didn't know the guy's new girlfriend was an alcoholic. Yeah, I I can see that. It's a bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She drinks the whole bottle. It's all right. <laughs> you got dinner and a show. Hey. <laughs> Ragabash, folks. That's what, page 15? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you got that when you got the, the second Heavenly Accord, the, the Heavenly Accord of the uh, Gift of the Celestial Mysteries. Yeah. Jesus, that's a sentence. Say that five times fast. Not even ten. Just no, there, there's, a, there's a typo in my notes here, so this was a fucking, this was a ride all by itself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Heavenly Accord of the Gist of the Celestial Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> So close. <laughs> Autocorrect. What you doing to me? <laughs> Just as a word. <laughs> um, you know, where they found secrets of the Umbra and Lost Cairns and then gave those to the Henki Yokai. Thanks. Moving on. Well, and that's to make up for the War of the Rage. Well, and it, but it ties into, you know, the whole third edition. Yeah. So we're fine. But again, they're making up for their past mistakes. They're, they're making amends. They're, they're working the steps. You know, they're, they're in AA at this point. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm just saying they should have given them to the Gaur Nation, not the, to the Nation and not the Hengioka, because the Beast Courts had their own shit going on in the War of Rage. Which is not this episode in the first place. Right. Yeah. They, they killed off all the pandas, man. You know? The pandas are not coming. They're all dead. Wow. Bummer. You just bummed me out with that. Good night, everybody. Because <laughs> I want to see a were panda now. I I don't want to see a were panda. No, no. It's a, it was a Jack Black movie. It's close enough. <laughs> that was kung nope. fu. That was not close enough. Don't. That was not no. close enough. No. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Yikes. Moving on to the next one. Yeah, the Heavenly Court of the Emerging Guardian Kings, which was essentially to team up with allies to combat the worm. So about time. Welcome to the team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got a couple. Oh, yeah. I, I've got a couple of things, but I, I think we'll get to them later. Mm-hmm. You know about combating the worm. A little, little something for the philosophy section. Yeah, yeah. Philosophy. Philosophy. Yeah. That was the intro I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it until right now. Oh. At Comanche, where we've always put the right syllable in the right place. You know, <laughs> it's fine. Anywho. There's other episodes. Exactly. <laughs> I'll say dumb shit all the time. That's, that's what we do here. Collection that's assholes. Why, that's why we ignore them a lot. You piece of shit. <laughs> piece of what? Piece of shit. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I kind of feel bad walking to this episode, though, because I don't... Unlike the Wendigo episode, where I'm reading that book and it's like all food for crazy speculation on my part, and like what ifs, I didn't come out of here with a whole lot. Okay. But... This is what I did come out with. Okay. And this is the, uh, again, doing my best on these, these, these crazy words here. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Na Deu. Okay. Stargazers. Yep. Do you guys know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. Was, um, you know, it, it's that, that offshoot of the Stargazers who crossed the Bering Strait with the Pure Ones, allegedly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who were, were found up in, uh, they were discovered and uh, apparently disappeared in the 17th century. You know, they were uh, they were bigger in build, you know, they um, they rarely spoke, they had ritual scarring. You know, this is just weird offshoot and uh, they disappear in the seventeenth century, no one knows why, where, when, you know, the, the W's are all a mystery. Yep. You know. Um, so I was thinking about this, right? Okay. And they were found and I and I'm quoting the book here, all right. 
in the snowy heart of Canada. <clears throat> now I've never I, I've been to Canada a few times. Oh, Canada. I've been to a Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, I was just <laughs> giving them tribute. It's their national anthem. Oh, oh Canada. Canada. But to O oh, Canada. A few <laughs> I times. You, I thought you were saying A Canada, as in like. No, that'd be Canada A. Or more than one Canadas. So snowy, you know, snowy heart Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, snowy heart of Canada. Again, I, I have been to Canada a few times. Okay. And um, and I know how to work a Google. Good. And that is a Google. A. I know how to work a Google. Okay. So, stop looking at my maps. Getting ahead <laughs> of us. <laughs> but I still wasn't able to find Snowy Heart Canada. So, you know, which is a surprise to no one. I, I don't I'm think... taking that a little too literal? <laughs> no, that's the thing. My, my point is here is what the fuck does the Snowy Heart of Canada mean? That could be goddamn anywhere. Right? But, uh, the, 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 you know, it, it's super vague. But just the same, I suspect that there is 0% chance that they're still alive in the world. Despite the vagueness of the snowy heart of Canada. There is no way that since the 17th century, they're just like hiding out in a mountain. Or like in a cave or something going, oh, that's crazy. They're You've been here the whole time. They're like yetis. They're just hanging out. Uh, you know, like they, that, that, that place is a maple syrup factory or some shit now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they could have disappeared into the Umbra. And interestingly enough, what if? What if they did? You know, um, you know, what if they left the realm? Um, use now, your words. Use, use your words. He's collecting them. Give, <laughs> give him a second. Okay. Hey. Oh, oh, don't no. get off on your tangent. Collect your words. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I don't know much about the history of Canada. But you figure with, with the Wendigo, uh, the worm, the expansion of the flock, um, you know, maybe even a mandate from Chimera. Maybe, like you said, they left to the Umbra. Mm-hmm. Not even all of them. Maybe just a few. A couple packs going to Spirit Journey or something. And, you know, maybe maybe they, they still exist today as spirits. Yeah. It, it's not without precedent. You know, there, there are, there, there's, a, there's a Stargazer cairn. That, that, that they're all, I, I can't recall where it is. I, I looked for a little bit, I ran out of time in okay. my research. But there is a Stargazer cairn out there where they are all spirits. They spend too much time in the Umbro, so the, the, their bodies are gone. You know, or you go to Pangea, and you think about the, uh, the, the ancestor wolves there. Mm-hmm. You know, which, tribe unknown, that's how Pangea works. Right. But, again, once upon a time, Garu, they went, their bodies are gone, they're just spirit now. So what if these guys, they, they exist still somewhere in the Umbra in spirit? You know, it, it's a bit of a stretch, but I could see playing with the concept of... Uh, of them, you know, this more savage, darker offshoot of the Stargazers somewhere, you know? Well, I mean, there is that camp, the non-returners. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that go into the Umbra, and they don't come back. And, I mean, that's something we, you could tie in. It could be related. And, again, we're talking nonsense here. I mean, we're just speculating. Right. But, you know, I kind of like that idea of that, that offshoot. What do they look like, and where are they? You know, are in the uh, are are they in like a pocket or a satellite of the atrocity realm, which is is a bit weird. But you know, you think yeah. about the ritual scarring. Yeah. Or you know, uh, there there are maybe somewhere off the ethereal realm, hmm. which might be more aligned with the stargazer sensibilities, honestly. But well, that's where I'd put them. <laughs> and and the non-returners, they kind of play into that darker side mm-hmm. because the way that they gain new members is they kidnap them. That sounds legit. Like, hey, Stargazer, you have been judged worthy, yoink, and you are never seen again. Handpicked for a spirit journey. Yeah, forever. 
whether you want to or not. That sounds like fun. And I mean, you could tie that in, or maybe that's another thing entirely. Could be. Who knows? You know, um, the stargazers are, they're, they're a ponderous fucking breed. Hey, they're, they're, they've got some issues going on in my book. There's issues going on in a lot of the books. <laughs> they're a little all over the place. A little bit. Oh my goodness, they're scattered. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I, I like the idea of that, that, uh, new, new Dewey, new Dewey. Mm-hmm. Something. Again. Yikes. Again. <laughs> Yikes. Hooked on phonics. If you can send in a pronunciation key, that would be fantastic. Come on, folks, embarrass me more. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> I'll bet. Don't worry. Turn about it's good. Um, you know, so yeah, you know, your your amateurs that that could play and that could not. I mean, there's so many facets of the umbra. Oh yeah. They could I be mean, doing anything. They really could be doing you know, anything. And, and I almost don't want to tie them in because that's a second thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what right. are they up to? Right. They're trying to awaken the beast. Are they, you know, trying dismantling the machine? Are they hunting talons of the worm? Are, are they going to talk to Helios? Uh, Who knows? Maybe they're building a campfire because Ward's cold. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. But surely there's something there. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, I know there's a camp that, that looks into the idea of freeing the worm, um, restoring him to, to the balance worm. Yes. You know, and the worm is in Malpheus, wrapped in that web. Mm-hmm. Are they somewhere in a, quote, safe distance there, pondering how to do that? Uh, are they looking for a second Gaia, which we've heard possibly could be a thing? I mean, that feels more like a Strider job to me, but... Yeah, yeah, it really does. But, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the Stargazer camps, they're kind of all over the place. But, I mean, that makes sense with the rest of the tribe kind of being all over the place. They really, really are. And the one you were talking about that, that want to free the worm, they're the Auroborians. And it's not just me. <laughs> they, it really isn't just him. You know, they kind of find a worm creature, and tiptoe after it. They don't want to fight it. They just want to see what it's doing. Well, they want to follow it back to find the worm. They're using it as like a seeing eye dog? I don't know. Bait? It's like, you know, and I just have this cartoon image in my head of like them tiptoeing. Dink, 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 dink. the Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. And they're they they're not gonna fight the minions of the worm. They're just gonna follow them back to home base so that they can then free the worm of balance. I think more likely so they can get murdered by. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what I'm they're thinking. gonna tiptoe that far in. They're... It seems seems like bad idea, genes. Yeah. But hey, you know, you know, the the stargazers aren't. It's not their first day in a battlefield. They're they're not you know Gaia's greatest warriors, but <clears> they they got some skills. But they have a lot of bad idea camps. <laughs> well, I think they generally do. You know? Um, before we jump into that, though, I'd like to take a second to, to mention the totem. Yes. So, of course, uh, the Stargazers follow Chimera. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, she's a totem of enigmas. She's a figure of dreams, you know. And uh, I think it's neat as her, her, her brood tends to deal with, you know, um, wisdom, dreams, and enigmas. You know, which is right up their five. You know, oh, obviously. yeah, that's right up their alley. Yeah. Well, I liked how, like, 
they can ask you riddles that don't have a right answer. Like that's one of their challenges. Yeah, it, it, it's so Stargazer. <laughs> and it's, it's not about getting the right answer. Right. It's not about knowing the, the airspeed velocity. It's just to get you to think. It, yeah, it, it's to, to... Expand the mind. Work through the problem and have a path. Right. So it, it's not about having a right answer. It's about being able to walk a path to arrive at an answer. The journey rather than the destination. Exactly. And that's that it brings me around, you know, is there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of the spirits in Chimera's Brood are, you know, you get stuff like the Dream Ravens, the Patchwork Wolf. You know, a lot of that brood tends to be found in Dream Zones. Okay. You know, and I, and I feel like with everything we just talked about, you know, like if you're going to portray Chimera, you know, this is a little, little storyteller section here, but, you know, I feel like if you're going to do that, you know, you're, you're going to want a, like a big but wispy kind of voice is what I feel, you know. Um, you you want to speak in riddles whenever possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Christ, if I could, like, generate, like, a little echo reverb thing when I was talking, I'd definitely do it. It, it seems more on par. Just put on your Bane mask. <laughs> you weren't supposed to know about that. And now that you do... Get one of those little kid microphones, like, that have the reverb in it. Like, have you ever seen those? Yeah, I've seen yeah. those. I thought he had, like, no, he's got, like, a legit Bane mask at home. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about that. He's, he's doing his level best, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> is, is it, everyone, is, isn't Tom just doing his best? <laughs> I'm trying my hardest, guys. <laughs> 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 no, anyway, uh, we, we brought down that you know, stargazers don't necessarily do a thing. Yeah, they really don't. They, know, they, they're scattered. They, they just, it's like, okay, you know. Tom and Phil are going off that way. You know, Jack's over doing that. Like, they're just, they're so scattered. And, I mean, there's there's an appeal in that. Because, you know, as a Stargazer player, I think it gives you more of an option. Yeah, I can see that. But as a tribal organization, it's a little bit like get it together, guys. Well, <laughs> and my question is, like, okay, how do they do moots? The same way the third tribes... I mean, tribal moots... Uh, they figure it out, man. Okay. They have their own way, I'm sure, but mm. you, they, it's not written down. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that wasn't written down, at least in the, the revised tribe book, was the litany. Oh yeah. This, this was this this kind of this kind of bothered me because you know how I love the exploratory tribe stance on the litany and point shit out. They like to poke holes in that. You guys know. <laughs> and it's it's the Hengiokai litany. Which again makes sense because in third edition they're part of the Beast Courts for the most part, but damn it, <laughs> you're Garu, <laughs> right? You're part of the. I mean, they're not part of the nation anymore. Technically, no, they're not. They left. They changed. They're the Beast Courts. They changed teams. They put on the OE jerseys. And this is why it confused me. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have liked to see the actual litany in the book. Also, yeah, but I mean, maybe it was a page count. Issue. It very well could have been. And, like, I get why they, they, you know, because of the meta, why they did what they did. I just think it probably would have been more interesting to take on the um, the perspective of a guru who has come to the Beast Courts and is having trouble adapting to the philosophy. Oh, that would be neat. Right. Well, because here's the thing. You know, odds are, you're playing third edition. Okay, okay you're, you're in revised mm-hmm. rules, and you already have a stargazer 
they're either not going to the beast courts, or that's the focus of the future of your game. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So shouldn't that be the angle there? Now, I mean, question. If you're going to play a Stargazer, can you play one that's, like, coming from the Beast Court and having to adapt to our litany? I mean, that's between you and your storyteller. I don't see why not. Um, I wouldn't do it. Okay. It'd be kind of hard, just because of their level of how they're trained. Right. It'd be hard for them to backpedal, basically, to something else. What do you mean? Like... When you say how they're trained, what do you mean? Like being just they're they're trained in their balance ways, in Garu kind of going after the worm so much. Well, there's a level that's the tribal line in general, but the the Hengiokai with the wheel and assisting the wheel and turning to the next stage and peace and harmony is the dragons who have eaten each other's tail to create the wheel and Kumo Kumo the worm, but also not the worm because they talk about the worm later in a paragraph, like two paragraphs later. I got so lost there. Right, <laughs> right. Like Kang Kang or whatever? Kang, yeah, Kang, Kang Kang, maybe that. Kang Kang, yeah. Trust me. I <laughs> Forgive her stutter. <laughs> no, that, that's in the book. <laughs> no stutter. That's the name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, they got the yeah, mandate Kumo, out there the, that wheel, so. Kumo's the wear spiders. Okay. No, it's true. I feel like there's a question mark. 80% sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't opened the Hengi Yokai book in 20 years. <laughs> I'm going to be, look. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I wouldn't recommend it because of that, and, I, and I'll give you a little bit of a side story here. Um, you know, years ago, um, I was, eh, I think I've mentioned this time before, is I was um, kind of burnt out on telling. Mm-hmm. So I played a short version. That's where Jude came from. But my original character idea for who I was going to play for that little arc, that little, hey, you get to play and take a break thing, was a Hakan, which is the Japanese Shadow Lords. And uh, it was that idea was that he was coming to America to learn from his, you know, his Western cousins about the relationship with the the Lupus kinfolk, because that's a problem for the Hakan, because there's not a plethora of wolves running around Japan. They're having a problem with the wolf kinfolk. So he wanted to embrace that side and learn from people who know about it better. And I thought, okay, cool, I can do this kind of fish out of water, maybe coming to America looking thing, because she's never been here before, it's the clash with the different cultures. And I thought that'd be really interesting. But that's a trope. For two stories. And that's the thing, is I realized that I don't want to play this. Yeah. This is going to be really fun for a game, possibly two. And then I will be miserable, but I'm locked into this asshole for eight stories. Ugh. Oof. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd like I wouldn't do it. You're gonna hate your life for six of those stories. It's gonna sound great at first, but it's that can I do I want to keep playing that over time? Right, right. If you do, cool. But you're probably gonna get sick of it. That's it's what we call it's what I call a gimmick character. Yep. It's based around a, a gimmick kind of idea. Had a a good idea, but. Hard to flesh out, like right. and keep it going. Yeah, well, it, it's that that one note that you got to keep hammering, mm-hmm. and it just it gets tired. Because mm-hmm. you're still five stories in, I'm still hammering. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm done hammering. Yeah, I'm tired of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all he's got. Yeah. So keep hammering away. Too bad. <laughs> right. Either either you're misplaying your own character. <laughs> Which is never good. No. So, yeah, it comes back to if you can't play a character, don't play the character. 
Yeah, and and I think it comes back to don't play a one note song. Certainly. Like have have more depth to your character. And you know, depth you can do that, but sometimes Right. You know, the certain angles you make a character and if that's the basis, if that's the foundation, you are screwed. Right. And I mean there there's always some fun to be had, but for a story. And that's exactly it. You know, you want a character with legs. Yeah. It, figuratively. <laughs> so, I was going to call you out on that, but you've corrected it. <laughs> <laughs> like both. You want... I mean, you do want a character that has legs. It, it's preferable. You know? Let's, you let's, don't have to. That's that's your... That, that That's up to you. That's but again, do you want to play that character in five stories? Right. Again, give me a character. <laughs> Stumpy. <laughs> You're, back a bad, to, you're a bad guy. Back <laughs> to the stargazers, though. I mean, what's what is their their? I mean, okay, so they're not the most numerous. What is their their tribal hierarchy look like? Do we know? Like, do they? Well, they're not. That's the thing is they they largely they don't have a thing. They okay. have several things. You know, you have the ones that do the advisory roles to humans or Garu. You know, some stay within seps and act like just regular Garu. Some wander around. You know, some take on an apprentice, of which they take on the apprentice, and that is their apprentice until they die. And then that, the student becomes the master and rinse repeat. And that, that seems like nothing actually gets done. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds awful. Especially if you don't have, like, proper protocols to follow. You're just making it up as you go. Like, that, that could be bad <coughs> after a couple masters later. <laughs> well, like, and here's my question. That's like playing telephone. Right? Here's my question. How shitty of a teacher are you that it takes 60 years to impart all this stuff? Right? <sighs> like, I've taught you everything I know, and you've spent 60 years with me, and now I'm dying. I'm a Yaru dying of old age. Let's keep that in mind. That is rare. That, it, that, that's not a 40-year-old dude. Like, in, you don't have a action. heart attack. In action. You know. Sedentary lifestyle. So, but you go all that time, right? And now this, this, you know, Tom over here now, you know, the master dies. Now he's the master. And you got to pass all that stuff. Can one of you get, like, more efficient at it at some point? <laughs> well, if you think so about it, you've been teaching about. him for 60 years. He becomes the master. He's only got, if he's old, getting old too. I mean, 60-year tutelage, he's up there in age too. So, right? he's running out of time to teach. So hopefully you're getting faster. I was just saying, do it quicker. You do it better. So like, now you can take that knowledge and do something with it other than tell the next guy. You're not getting master status till he passes. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's just, it's like, hey, you mean I gotta follow this guy around till he dies? Huh? Like, that's, that's mind-boggling. Right. It's just, it's weird. Like, do they battle the worm? Do they battle the weaver? Do they, do they fight? Or do they just kind of walk around? They do whatever the fuck they want, apparently. And again, there's nothing. I mean, and there's something neat to be said of that, like master apprentice. We're going to wander the countryside, we're like a cane, cane and kung fu kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and I uh, like the concept. I yeah, really take do. care of whatever thing comes up while we're and, and getting more enlightenment. That sounds kind of neat. Maybe that's that's old a, samurais. I like that. Hmm. Well, and maybe that's a good like two player story. You know, you got the the storyteller and then two players, and and you can do that. That would actually be kind of fun. That would, uh, would be a little hilarious, too. I'm, I'm thinking about our group. Well, <laughs> maybe with some other group. Because whoever the apprentice is <laughs> will get shit forever. Yeah. <laughs> right. And hopefully they can take it forever. Forever. 
But but maybe a different group can pull that off. Maybe a different group. I know. I, I, we're not pulling that off. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but it's a neat concept. It is the point. It's a cool concept. You know. Um, you know. Then you get into things uh, with the with the stargazers. You know, like the the two precepts, which I, I really appreciate. You know, like number one, that all life is suffering, and that's a theme that I've touched down on without even you know without the stargazer mantra behind it. Yeah, I mean they're not wrong. <laughs> no, they're not. You know, and then they say the only way through suffering is the middle way, which they mean balance in totality. Yeah, 100% moderation. Yeah. The problem is, they're not really good at moderating. Well, they're Garu. You know, it's it's not really in their nature. It's not their fault, but... But, you know, I mean, again, we go back to the scales. And their path of inaction, which isn't moderation, it isn't balance. You're not you're not picking a side of the scale at that point. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just over there. Yep. Um, you're, you're not putting your rock down on the scale. You're just standing there. Yeah, you're you're literally just over That's, there. It's not balance. You're not making a decision. No. Right. And so to to have this edict to be balanced in everything and to be, you know, the path of the middle way, they're not. They're not following what they're they're teaching. No, but they're trying to. Yeah, they it's a thing they, they strive for. Parents. You know, be it flawed or not, it, it's it's the thing that they strive for. And it, you know, you don't hear them saying we have reached complete and total balance. It's we're fucking trying to. I, I don't know if they're trying. Well, tell their mom. <laughs> you tell on them. I will. Well, sometimes <laughs> the path of inaction is the proper path. You, I mean, you never know. I don't. I can't put a situation in front of you right now. But I was going to show me how. I'll think of one. Okay, get back to me. But then you know that work, you know you work then from there to the five truths. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, due to your strength, wisdom, tranquility, and vigor, and everyone knows what those words mean. So I don't have to dive into that. Okay. And then you know the five obstructions that stand in the way of accepting those truths, which are lethargy, desire, doubt, worry, and why didn't I write the fifth one down? <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I failed. Oh. Write in and tell us that one so we can keep prodding at Porter and how much he failed there without writing the fifth one down. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad day for me, guys. <laughs> it's a long day. It, it has been a long day. Fuck. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot that. I'm terrible. But, you, you know, you it, have... We're human. It happens. Yeah. Pass in the middle way, huh? Balancing all things. All right. You're a little unbalanced there. I am. I'm a little off today. Four out of five. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Stupid Hanky, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame it on others. I'm just going to be bitter all day. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, But no, it's, you know, the idea that they have those, you know, these these concepts, and they acknowledge that there are the opposing forces that would, would block them to that. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. I really do like that. I mean, it's one of those, like, you you have your goals and you, you have your ideals that you want to embody. And, of course, there's opposition. And, you know, by naming a thing, you can, you can work against it. Which we can at least four times. At least four. That <laughs> <laughs> fifth one, that's, that's going to be hard. I think it's Ringo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, they have a pretty solid take on Metis. Yes, they do. You know, again, it's it's a, it's a great dishonor to the parents, but 
they don't throw it on the, on the cob. But they also don't have a lot of them, well, which is also because they don't breed. Yeah. That's why there's so few of them. They're, they're very panda-esque. We go back to that, you know? <laughs> so it's a very Jack Blackian outlook. I don't understand that, because they preach balance. you got to bring balance, you need more Garu to fight. But they, they, they preach restraint. Well, and they also tend to move away from their kinfolk, because they don't want the emotions. You know, they tend to distance themselves from emotional connection. They abstain. Yeah. True monk. Yeah. Which maybe they lean into a bit hard. Maybe from they a, do. From a, you know, behind-the-scenes aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's balance and then there's, like, going overboard. You, you, right. You know, like, I'm not I'm not calling them out for, like, the, you know, the drunken man, the Shaolin thing, you know, the, the monk aspect. I'm not calling them out for it, but ease up a little, maybe. Yeah. There, there's other ways to do this and maybe focus on that a bit more. And I, I think if I were to play with Stargazer, I, th- I think I would, uh... You know, be more on the moderated side. You know, not not the abstinence in all things. Not the full monk of it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, not, the not so much a monk, <laughs> as it turns out. Or you're, you're in a monastery by yourself, just... Right? Like, staring at a pebble? I, I don't, you know. But there is, there is that middle ground that can be achieved. A, a balance to be found, perhaps? A oh. balance. That's the word. What? What? The wheel what? of balance. <laughs> <laughs> the worm of balance. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Election assholes. Yep. And, of course, we got they got the camps. Oh, know. do they have camps? Woo. They do, and they got some weird There's shit in those camps. Oh, quite yeah. a few of them. Yeah, and, and some of them are really, really wild. Um... You know, there's the camp of the metastatic birth. Yeah, let that title sink in. Um, they believe that the worm is not caged, but is in a cocoon undergoing a metamorphosis. So, uh, that's going to hatch. And it's going to bring about... Mothra. A, yes, Mothra. Oh, boy. And they believe when it hatches, it's going to usher in a new world, and that's going to be a good thing, and they shouldn't fight against it. Yeah. That's a bold position to take. Very bold. I mean, really? how do you promote balance with that? That's that's tipping the scale way too it, far. Well, it's way. also throwing your chips into a, a very like, poorly crafted basket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, I wouldn't trust the basket. Not at all. Um, one of the ones that I kind of like is the heavenly successors of the demon eater. That is a tongue twister. I know, right? That's a title. Something is here. Um... So, it's labeled an apocalypse cult, not by them, but by others. Um, and they seek and destroy demons who drink Gaia's soul like hungry tumors. Now that is a sentence. That, <laughs> that's the one. Um, so. And, and, and that is a mouthful. <laughs> and you let's, guys. Let's be clear. Yes. We're not talking actual demons. Demons is is, is vampires. In, sure, but I mean there are, and, and we're not. We're a hundred percent not. There are actual demons in the world of darkness. Right. That's not what they're talking about. It, it it's demons from that Hengioka kind of sense of things, that Eastern sensibility. So that can mean greater banes. That can mean vampires. It specifically says vampires and other undead. 
demons, it... it and you're in World 20 right now. Yes. Yeah, they're, 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 they do clarify also in Revised that it doesn't mean literal demons. It actually no. makes a distinction with Demon the Falling. It does not mean no. literal demons. No, no, no. But <clears throat> these guys are indistinguishable from regular stargazers until they get into a fight. At which point, they don green robes, like, immediately. Like, they have to get into their battle outfit. I'm, I'm going to have a really hard time taking that seriously. Like, what you said was really cool up until then. <laughs> and now I just picture I just picture the guy shifting into Krynos and going, Demons, yeah! You should put on his special outfit. You should see the dance he's doing. It's, it's no, he's changing. He's just doing it with the beat. Yeah, yeah Superman in a telephone booth at this point? That's kind of what I'm saying, Yeah, I right? know. That's kind of what I'm picturing. I'm put in my special demon fighter outfit. Oh, boy. Like, you totally lost me with that <laughs> sentence. I, yeah, I, I, I was saving that one. <laughs> <laughs> the actual quote is, But when faced with their enemy, they don green robes in homage to Zhang Kuai, the first of their number. So they literally just changed into their green robes. Alternatively, is this a Sailor Moon transformation? Ooh. Oh. Oh, wait. Can we do the Power Rangers thing? Like, like the, the, the hand motion? Like, I was about to say, which Power Rangers are you going to quote? Because there's so many different ones. Well, you know, pick one. You know, probably whatever, whatever the floats Green your Ranger. Boat, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, well and, and here's the thing. and One of the Green Rangers? I, I can't believe we're going to this. <laughs> Oh, we're having a little fun with no, that. No, no, I'm, I'm not sorry. But, <laughs> you know, Hengi Okai mm-hmm. is, is a book that I'm very unfair to because I have a really hard time taking them seriously. Okay. Um, and, it, and it's not necessarily in a bad way. All right? Okay. Like, I don't mean you guys suck, fuck you. But I mean, like, you open that book, and it's a second edition book, so it's got the comic. Okay. It's a goddamn manga. Yes, yes it is. You know, and again, I'm not shitting on the idea of manga, but, like, you have the group of five different shifters, and it is. It's, like, straight to the fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> so, like, I'm going to write a Hengi Yokai story. It's going to be this anime-inspired, fun, loud, maybe a little gaudy, just fucking celebration, and let's just have fun and kind of chuckle and have a good time with it. And I think that's kind of doing it at a service. Yeah, I, th- I think it's not as dark and as gritty as it needs to be. Well, I'm sure it is, but I, I think... My perception of it right. isn't super fair to them, but that's how the world is sometimes. Yeah. So, like, again, I see this, this Sailor Moon transformation kind of thing, and it's like, you want to go there. I was like, maybe that's not the most fair. However, we did just offer the alternative of the humming the theme, his own theme song while he's getting dressed while the enemies just sit there going, what is this guy doing? <laughs> right. So what's the way you do that? I, I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, they do have normal regular camps. Not all of their camps are, are wild and out of the box. I mean, the Zephyr, they travel amongst the Gru, and they spread their wisdom through example. So, they hope to gain, you know, knowledge and, and visions, and they're masters of Kailindo. So, they're, they're fighting the good fight. They're, n- they're not all wild and crazy, weird camps. Good. And I think it goes back to the stargazers don't 
you know that that kind of lack of plan we're talking about is a, is, a, is a tribe as a whole it gets you a lot of uh, diversity in directions to go and that's cool yeah it, it really it can be a bonus you know I mean most of the tribes have a pretty hard party line yeah and you either fall in or you fall out and that's great too because it gives you that kind of direction yeah but you know I think of some of these tribes and it's like well here are the different camps and you know I'm anti-camp anyway but just fuck it you know, and most of them are like, well, these guys are the angry ones at this, and these ones are angry at that. And it's just, you just pick why you're pissed. Right. <laughs> Where you've got that variety there with the Stargazers, which is, it's a bit refreshing. Yeah. Even if we are, you know, having, but we're, we're laughing with today. Right. We're not actually mad at this tribe. Oh, I God, like that, because no. that could flesh out a good character, because you go wherever you want with it. You don't have the holdbacks of a, tri of a specific tribe's way of thinking. Yeah. You can, you can... And if, way, go way out there with this. And if you're looking for some direction, like, you know, I, I like to have a little bit of direction. Mm -hmm. I like to have a bit of that party line. Mm -hmm. So I can know if if I'm fitting in or I'm choosing to stand out. you got lots to character. choose from in the Stargazers, though. Yeah. Right. There's so many there's, options. It, it's, you know, pick a, pick a section you want to fit into. Right. You know, and even that, they got some really neat toys, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, like, they get some sweet, like, right from Jump Street, they got cool gifts. There's, um, what was it, uh, I think it's uh, Imbalance, mm -hmm. which which screws with the attacker. So, like, yeah. you, you know, you do your rolls and it adds one diff to their hit roll, to the enemy's hit roll. That's fun. But then, yeah. like, you can keep that going by spending a rage every turn. So it stacks. Yeah, like, if, well, it doesn't stack, it just continues. Oh, so it's always that plus one. Right, for as long as you want to spend rage on it. That's fun. Right? Yeah. Or a Drunken Spider. Oh, this is your favorite. I, I really do like it, because it like essentially just gives Weaver Spirits a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a, I mean, it's, it's right there in the title. Drunken <laughs> Spider. Yep. You know, and they've, um, and it's, it's for the second one in a row with this Tribal Series that um, I, I get to praise the damn book for describing rights. Nice. And like, I'm so happy the rights are described, but I'm kind of bummed that I don't get to bitch about it. <laughs> you know, it's because again we talked about this before that detailing rights is super damned important because again show don't tell. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, right. well I yeah, do the right of this. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means these things. This is what I'm doing. You know, mm -hmm. and that's super great. You know, because um, there's something I have to wonder. Okay. Yeah, I oppose this. What do you guys think? Is like, like I see through these rights. There's a lot of chanting involved. Okay. So there's a lot of chanting. Mm-hmm. And now, in our games, there, there's a particular NPC, a Stargazer, you guys happen to know. Mm-hmm. He is awesome. Oh, he's <laughs> super fucking cool. You know, yeah, Sage Windover Mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a Stargazer, but he's also mute. Yes. So, Which makes it awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you think it's good enough that he, like, says it in his head, or is he just locked out of some rights? This is a real question. I mean, what do you think? Do you, do you think chanting, say, actually doing the chanting out loud is important, or just having it, quote, in your heart is enough? Seeing him in action, I think having it in your heart's enough. Well, okay, I, I think we get down to kind of a base question. Now, was he born mute, or was he struck mute? He was struck mute. Okay, so he has language, had language abilities before. Mm-hmm. So he is able to visualize 
the sounds of words and the meaning of words in his brain. Yes. So yeah, I think that works. I, I mean, mean, it's a fair he, question, right? He I mean, he's not deaf though, so right. Well, and he you can still hear if someone he learned the chant from somebody, so he heard the chant. He, you know, he he uses mind, mind speak. speak for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think it counts. Okay, I, I just you know it's like yeah, food no, for that, was, that was a fun little question, right? You know, and I I think that's that's up to you know storyteller golden ruling, <laughs> I suppose. You know, I, I, think, I think that's a fair, fair, you know, use of the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Now, now there's, um, I got a couple rights here I'd love to talk about, okay. but I know Tom's got something, and there, there is a thing that we have not really discussed, and, that and, it, and it's got to be irritating some people that we haven't brought it up yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, you must be talking about Kailindo. What? Oh. Kailindo? <laughs> the Garu Martial Art of Kailindo? And, and Sage is taught in that. Yeah, he is. He's a Kalindo Island. And watching him in his battles is awesome. I mean, if you're playing a Stargazer, teach him Kalindo. <laughs> yeah, because that's the right way. That is the correct thing right. to do. You don't have to do that. But You're going to want to. But you're going to want to. It's it's right. one of the coolest martial arts that a Garu can have. I mean, going through it's your shifting and just the way that oh, it's so cool. Like it's hard to explain. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It's a martial art based on changing your forms and using you know the master momentum of a particular form. You know, to to go into it. It is. It's really cool. Yeah, and if you don't know about it, maybe look it up. You know, you'll be out of luck in World of Twenty. Yeah, it doesn't appear in Twenty. And you'll be out of luck in the Stargazer Tribe book, <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> but uh, players' guides, players' guides. That's where you find it. We're off Player's Guide. You're gonna find the guide to Kylan, though. I, I'd recommend the latest version. Yeah. Uh, Player's Guide three, but. Yeah. Oh, is this? Mention the last little bit. Yeah, yeah. Being storytelling. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, Kylan, though, is it's cool as hell, and, and I could see you wanting to use it if you play a Stargazer. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, it's one of the big draws. <laughs> but, you know, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that's the whole point. I get why you would. We understood you not. Okay. You know, I, I think um, I, I think it can go out. It can go overboard. Yeah, you know, a little bit. Can. You know, so you got to be careful about that. Um, and I think if you're, but if you are going to play a Kalindarani, if you're going to do this, do your storyteller a favor. I'm speaking on behalf of every storyteller in the world right now, and they don't love that I'm doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> the guy who couldn't remember the five things ten minutes ago. I'm going to speak for Alia. <laughs> it's okay. This is good. I know where he's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do us a favor, and I mean this shit. Write down your techniques. Yes. Write down your techniques. Write out what they do. Because odds are your storyteller doesn't know what the fuck the forceful wind means. <laughs> he, he's got other shit on his plate. Well, it's like Exaku. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you guys don't know what dragon emerges from mountain is. What? Exactly. Yeah. That's an Exaku technique. And see, you're going to say, you can't go, and it, you know. Are you, are you summoning a use... dragon from over yonder? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck would we know? What, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, and so you, you not only write down what the systems are, but write down what it does. Because, yeah, I don't know what the fucking forceful wind means. And you'll tell me eight times because it's your favorite move. I'm not going to remember it. Right. I've got a turn order. I've got logistics of a battlefield. I've got I'm managing people's rage. I'm looking at you know I'm looking at thirty different things. 
your niche combat maneuver plethora is of enemies that you have all the stats on that right. you're managing. Yeah. Your niche combat move is the fucking least of my concerns. It only applies to you know what it is, know what it does, so you can describe it to other people. Mm-hmm. Don't just, okay, I made my roll, I did the forceful win. What the fuck does that mean? What happened? Please explain. Yeah, help us with that. You know, and, and have it written down, because no storyteller on the planet wants to waylay his story for ten minutes while you go look it up in a fucking player's guide. And now that we have technology, I'll tell you what I did. I took a picture of it with my phone so that, you know, A, I can have it handy. Mm-hmm. And B, I wrote it down on my character sheet. But when I don't have my character sheet available to me, and I'm trying to think of cool, neat, nifty stuff I can do, I can look up my maneuvers, you know, wh- while I'm on break at work. I mean, that's just what I did. Yeah. I mean, and it's the thing, like, I got a little, a little heated about it, but I mean, look, this is good advice. No one knows what the cat attached to the rust means. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what that means. That is stroke talk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. So That's not your standard gift. Do everyone a favor and write it down and know what it means to make everyone's life easier, make the story flow better. And and rather than, rather than using Dragon Emerges from Mountain, just be like, hey, I do this flip and then I stab this thing and then I do that thing. And it's it's my gift right here. Oh, no, 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 definitely call it by its name. That's half the fun. Well... Well, that's half the fun. Well, you call it by its name, but you still explain your action. Right. Yeah, And you, yeah. you know, show, don't tell. You know, yeah, you go, I use downward-facing dog. So, that means, you know, right, and then right. write it down. I don't know we were doing yoga here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The cat attached to the rust isn't a real thing, either. <laughs> you know, can make we, it do, one. we do that's a song, podcast, actually. we do some yoga, you know, we got meditation later. Well, we're in the sauna right now. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> it's affecting our brains. You can tell by the quality of this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, collection assholes. Right. Here we go. What other toys we got? Any other toys? Uh, that's all I had for toys. I mean, there's a lot of good shit, but I just wanted to pick a couple for highlights. Because, I mean, you can go all day with that. And really, I think looking through the toys is one of those little guilty pleasure fun things about a tribe book. Of course. Like, you kind of... There's two things you hit up immediately when you get a tribe book. It's, it's the stereotypes, how they feel about the other tribes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's always good to see some trash talk. The gifts. That's always awesome. And then, and then yeah, the toys. The gifts, yep, the, the fetishes, toys. the rights. Yeah, and they're not big on fetishes. No, they're not. I mean, there's, they exist. There's they some. do. There are some. But you know, I don't want to call them all kind of boring. Anti-materialistic. That's a great way to do that. That's a great way to say that really yeah. boring. <laughs> <laughs> and not, like, fun. Not, they're, they're not toy-worthy. They're toys in their eyes, though. Sure. You know, like a Loon's Refund's a neat toy. Yes. A fetished ATM card that just gives me shit. That's That's, that's awesome. a fun toy. That is fun. <laughs> Where can I get one? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I mean, take into the forgotten. Maybe they should have hung out with Violet some more. I, 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 take into the forgotten. I can get what I want. Oh. <laughs> oh. Really what it comes down to, what do we do with all this? Um, you know, if, if we want to play a Stargazer... Make sure we write down Kylindo. <laughs> okay. And, and then, if you go with it, yeah. You know, and then then pick a direction. There's many directions, too. I mean, you could make a fun stargazer. Yeah. I could see it happening. Yeah. I mean, it could be, you know, a pack of two. I do like that idea. Yeah. Okay. Fresh ideas. It, it can make for a pretty awesome story. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can run a proper series out of that. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're running it, honestly, you can have 60 years of games. <laughs> I mean, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying it's an option. Well, it also depends if you're throwing the beast courts in it, but yeah. All right. Well. Which is a, which you can, and if there's only two players, it makes it easier, but that it's a lot to unpack. It is a lot right. to unpack. You know, for me, I think if you're a new player, uh, maybe a wait on the Stargazer book. Yeah. You know, the Hengiokai is is really only going to confuse you, like, you know, that happened with you, Tom. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the meta of the Starga- Stargazer's leading the nation doesn't exist outside of Revised. Because... Right, you know, yeah. the, World 20 went back to the the meta of 2nd edition, and then we got World 5 coming out, and who the fuck knows what that's going to be. But I think if I, I think if you're into the, the <clears throat> Asian culture, and, and you, you really want to go there, go for it. For sure. No, no, definitely, definitely. All I'm saying is that, unless you're specifically playing Revised, you know, there, yep. there's a chunk of that book that's not going to help you. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do think if you're going to roll Stargazer, you know, like, Stargazers are fucking cool. Yeah. You know, or, like, you know, you're going to roll when you're going to make an NPC. You know, it's easy to go, like, like the David Carradine route or the Pat Morita route. Or if you want to be a bit more contemporary, I guess, like a General Iroh from Avatar. Okay. You know, or a Master Splinter, I guess, if we're going to be a bit more contemporary with my references. Nice. And probably out of the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the first two names didn't ring a bell for Yeah, me. yeah, that's, uh, that's... You saw my eyes glaze over. Right? <laughs> That's why I went with the newer ones. The, Thank you. The old Appreciate folks it. over here got it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's room for that character for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are stargazers from all sorts of walks of life, and you don't need to put yourself in that position. You know, there's that place for that stoic, wise presence of the nation. You know, I, I just I appreciate the shit out of them. I, yeah. I like a fuck. I like the fucking stargazers. I think they're cool as hell. Well, and with the reincarnation aspect, you can have you know. Steve from down the street be a stargazer. You know, it, it could be a Canadian stargazer. It could be, you know, it doesn't have to be. Stargazer? Oh, that was <laughs> oh. a stretch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's very hot in here. <laughs> his brain is melting. It is it's slowly l- melting. I'm dying. Well, Leaking out of his ears. Slowly shift over to Cubs Corner. I believe we're almost done, aren't we? Look at what he did. He really did that. Saved the show. Uh, am I? <laughs> Save the show by putting it out of its misery. <laughs> Just, I'm, 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 I'm putting Big a gun to it. Hero. Sorry. What do we have for Cup's Corner? Oh, this is a complex one. Oh, good. Just what we need. Uh, <laughs> I believe in us. <laughs> let's let's get our green superhero robes. Oh. superhero song. We need to record that. It's gonna be our theme. That's gonna be my ringtone. <laughs> uh, this is our new. That's our new intro. It's gonna be the homepage <laughs> on our website. We're gonna make it so it plays it. Um, this person is asking for tips on filling out our character sheet. That's that's like. Do you need help filling in the bubbles completely, like an yeah. SAT test? This is like a hanging Chad scenario. Uh, you know, <laughs> don't hole punch. Don't. No. Why not? So don't use pen. No, no. Aggressively don't use pen. What's wrong with you? Number two pencil with an eraser. And lightly. And for fuck's sake, tape your sheet. Oh, that works, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're making good sheets out of good cardboard stock, tape the sheet. Yeah, you piece of scotch tape over your damage. 
Mm -hmm. your rage, your gnosis, your willpower, because that shit gets erased and filled in a lot. It keeps mm -hmm. the paper from wearing tape your fucking sheet. Yeah. That's a, that's a good tip. I like that. Thank you. Or invest in cardstock. Well, well <laughs> sure, but... Yeah. And, you know, I mean... But who wants to rewrite their front page all the time? Exactly. Oh. So just just tape the damn sheet. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I mean, are we talking about... I, I think that there's allocation on tips on how to do the stat allocation. Where where to go into the books, maybe. Uh. Well, I mean, there's, there's a whole chapter about that. And, you know, it, it, it explains not only what all the stats mean, but how the stats break down in terms of how a dot translates to a level of ability. Mm -hmm. So, like, if that's what they're asking, read mm -hmm. the book. Because we can't read that for you. Yeah, we are not going to, because that would be one very boring show. I think my voice is already getting a little bit shot here. Yeah. Well, and also, I would say pay attention to the way you're building your character. And that goes to number one rule. Step number one is concept. Right. Know what your character is going to be. Right. You know, I mean, I've always advocated you fill in those dots dead fucking last. Right. Because yeah. you got to have your backgrounds. I mean, you got to have your character built up to know what they're going to be proficient in. Right. And then once you have that character built, the dots come easy. Mm -hmm. Oh, they do. Because, I mean, is your character physical, mental, or social? That's That's like the... One of the easiest, you know? No, oh, yeah, that starts out pretty simple. <laughs> and then once you got that, the rest of it kind of flows. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's be true to your character, who yeah. the character is. And don't... Don't do it, it looking at gifts is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you pre-looked at gifts that are coming up, so you want to pre-put some dots in this. Right. Do it to how you're building your character. I don't want to call it cheaty. You, right. You get, but it's you get the X, but you sauce. can buy the gifts. Right. Right. There's plenty of room for growth. Right. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get experience. You're going to get renowned. Your that first chronicle, you will be buying some gifts. Don't worry. You know, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're a new character, let them be a new character. Right. It's okay that they've never touched a gun in their life and they have zero firearms. They will learn it's if okay. it's a gun-minded character. Right. And it, your storyteller, as long as he's good about it, will make sure you can get the dots in it. It's mm -hmm. okay that they've never driven. Right. It's okay that they have a zero in drive. And there's a decent chance, based on the average age, that when a, a, a guy who gets yeah. their first change. Yeah. There's a few dots on my sheet I've got dots in, because that's how I built my character. Have I ever utilized them? No. No. But my character has it, because that's how my character was built. Yeah. So, I mean, just kind of know the concept of your character. Yeah, and be true to that concept. Yeah. And, and kind of start at the top and work your way down. That way you won't be, you know, grabbing at gifts. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've always got freebie points. You'll always get experience. Yeah. So that seems don't about... Pre don't pre-look those gifts up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and I think you can get into a dangerous zone if you're flipping through the gifts. Right. And saying, oh, I, I need this gift. It, it's, it's available from these two tribes. So I have to be one of these tribes. It's available from Jump Street right here. I need it. Yeah, yeah that that's not. Don't no. build your character that way, please. Yeah, that's that's where you get into Mistake Town. Come up with a concept, then dig into the books. Yeah. Make the person, the rest will come. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that, that tape your sheet idea. It's, um, yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I mean I, I've rewritten character sheets, <laughs> so... Because you, you take a lot of damage. Yeah. You know, at some point... I'll be rewriting my front page here shortly and putting tape on it because we didn't from the get-go. Yeah. So, you know, we can we can take trips to Mistake Town, too. 
Whiteout only goes so far. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's mistake town. Not on our sheets. Wow. Okay. No, 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 no. These these guys have it's some fine cardstock. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Full color, Mister Gone sheets. Yeah. Oh, they're proper beautiful. cardstock. Oh, those are gorgeous mm-hmm. sheets. Expanded gifts, expanded rights. You guys get pimped out. Mm-hmm. Only the best. I have man. been utilizing every bit of space on those sheets. <laughs> oh, they're they're amazing character sheets. I feel like I should pay you for them. Hey, hey donation button. Wow. Oh my god. Oh, what a good transition. <laughs> that was. Oh my god. That we do good. have a donate button. And <laughs> wow. You know, those donations, it, it means the world to us. It, it helps mitigate the cost of what we're doing here. You know, no, no one's getting rich. No. no. <laughs> you know. Um, and it keeps your fun Tuesdays. You got a fun Tuesday now. That's true. You know. It keeps your Tuesdays fun, I think you meant to say. It's late. And and English it's hot. is hard. And yeah, we, we are we are at the end of a long day on this world level with you guys. Yeah. Yes. This has been a very long day. <laughs> Enjoyable day. We're all kind of yeah. It's been a great. It's been we're all kind of wiped. Yeah. But a little bit. Yeah. So you so know. you know, but it will. It you know maybe your donations will help buy us a piece of mind so we can get a day of rest so shows are better than this. <laughs> <laughs> and contribute if, to air conditioning. And you know, and if you don't want to give us your hard-earned money, well, we understand and respect that. But we would like to point out we got that Amazon portal, and you know you can just click that portal and anything you buy on Amazon that you're gonna buy anyway will give us a little bit of a kickback from Amazon, so there's no cost to you whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just the first thing to do while you're on our site, because we, we, we need you on that forum. Yeah. We need you part of the discussion. We need you uh, contributing or taking advantage of the storytellers and player resources that we have and will continue to add. We need you over there at the Game Finder section to help people find groups or to fill in some people in your group that you need or to, you know, whatever. Keep Get gamers fucking connected. Yeah, even if it's thing. an online game. Even if it's an online game. And if you just want to chit-chat, interact. Right. I'm on the forums. You want to come talk with me? We're all on the forums. We're all on the forums. Well, yeah, the forums is where you find me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joe is also on Twitter at Rage Across. Mm-hmm. I'm on uh, Facebook at Rage Across the Internet. You, you guys have seen me on there. Yeah. You know, we've got that email, rageacrosspodcast at gmail.com. But again, you can get to us through the forums. You can get to us from the website. We We... We love your support. We are very thankful for it. Thank you for tuning in. Be excellent to each other, and we will see you next time. Take care. Rage Across the Internet's music is It's Into the Fog by Darren Curtis, shared with a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. For details, check out the information under the podcast.